Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless, and I will never understand it, I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story. The struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to KSL and Live Mike. My name is Jason Perry. I'm the director of the Hinckley Institute of Politics. I'm the co-host along with... Morgan Lyoncotti, also with the Hinckley Institute of Politics. Glad to have you here, Morgan. And I want to make sure that everyone's listening knows that as we have our conversations with these guests today, we'd also like to hear from you. If you'd like to join the conversation, you can, of course, just text the Community Credit Union text line at 57500. We'd love to hear from you. May even use your question, so please feel free to use it. Up next, we have Derek Brown. He is the chair of the Utah Republican Party. Derek, thanks for joining us today. Happy to do it. Thanks, Jason, and thanks, Morgan. Well, we're so glad to have you w- with us. You know, uh, I want to talk about your first year, Derek. You've been in this position for a year, and I almost started thinking about this. We saw over uh, 70,000 uh, people register as Republicans to vote in, the, in this last primary. Is, is that just because you are the new chair of the party? <laughs> uh, I'm sure there's a lot of other reasons, but about 40,000 of them are people who registered to vote in Utah for the first time. And most of them, I think, are we spent a lot of time just reaching out to new movements to Utah, people who have never, you know, who are Republican or, or we believe they are, and then encouraging them to register or, or new voters as well. So, I mean, from my standpoint, what we've done is we've enlarged, uh, enlarged the Republican tent. And that's, I think, the reason that we've gotten uh, this last election had over a half a million people vote. Like, this is the largest, you know, largest election we've ever had from a primary standpoint. Well, and Derek, we know we're assuming a lot of these people registered were excited to vote in the primary and really drawn by the gubernatorial primary and some of these other ones. But the Republican Party, you had three primary elections with four candidates, and then you had one with two candidates. How do you, as chair and as the party, work to support these candidates? And, you know, I'm sure you don't want them, you know, being too negative on each other, hurting them in the long run. So what does the party do to help these candidates out? Well, along the way, up until the primary, we, we as a party were neutral. and We just facilitate all of them doing everything they can to get their message out. And now that it's over, and we know that Spencer Cox and Dieter Henderson, for instance, have won the, uh, the gubernatorial, uh, Sean Reyes. I mean, we, we have now sort of our slate of candidates. And so some are really high profile like that. Some you'll hear more about, like uh, Mayor Trent Staggs, who's running for the Salt Lake County uh, mayor position, and so as a party, we'll be supporting them 100%. But it, it's a little bit tricky because as a party, you're kind of hamstrung. You don't want to, you can't support one candidate versus the other until it's over and done. But now it's done. We are, uh, you know, we know exactly where we're going. 
Well, I'm, I'm, I'm curious about your, your thoughts about the, the, I guess, the menu of options, because it, it was completely unique now in the state of Utah that we had, like, for example, four different candidates for the for the governor's race, and also in the first congressional district, oh, also the fourth. We just had lots of candidates um, as part of this primary, and, and, and some legislators are even talking now about whether or not that is a great thing, that you start having some candidates that win with not an enormous percentage of the vote, and some are even talking about legislation, maybe for like ranked choice voting, for example, or runoffs. Maybe talk about that just a minute, your assessment of maybe those potential bills, but also the fact that we have just the reality of the percentage with so many candidates. Well, and that's an issue that we've, I mean, we've seen this coming for a long time. And it's frankly, I think, one of the problems we have with our system and why in the past where you just have two candidates, you're guaranteed to have a candidate win with a majority. And we, we knew that, that no candidate would win with the majority this time around. And, you know, and one potential solution that's been proposed is ranked choice voting, where, you know, you rank your candidates first, second, third, fourth, and you then there's sort of an electronic elimination of rounds and you end up with someone who's got a majority and that's what we did in the state convention for the republican party and it turned out incredibly well i mean you take uh, the first congressional district we had 12 different candidates and in the end we were able to narrow it down to two one who got a majority and one who got slightly under that so it's definitely an issue um and probably more so this year because as a as a party we had what I sort of call an embarrassment of riches, we had four really amazing candidates, and that made the race all the more interesting and, uh, and frankly, all the more interesting in terms of who the, the, the candidates chose because we have, as a party, the same candidate, Spencer Cox and his running mate, Deidre Henderson, won both the convention, came in first place at the convention, and they also won the primary. So it's pretty definitive, absent even a, a majority, who it is that the party selected Derek, I want to hear you talk about how you how the Republicans are appealing to voters for this November, especially sort of from that Utah context. We hear a lot about how Utah Republicans don't totally fall in line with the national party. So what is it about the Utah Republican Party that you think would appeal to voters? Well, Utah is a little different in terms of from a national standpoint. I think some of the messages you see here resonating are going to be a little different from what you're seeing nationally. But as a state, um, one, of the, one of the core concepts, I believe, of the Republican Party is, is the federalism component, the idea that we tend to trust. The, the closer you get to a decision maker in government, the more likely you are to trust that individual. And, and for instance, there's a recent poll that showed, um, it was an NBC poll that showed that people, by and large, support their governors in making decisions about things like covid and it's just the opposite with the federal government. And so the closer you get to a decision maker, the more likely it is people are to be supportive. And, and that's, you know, for instance, one of the key components, I believe, of the Republican Party, the conservative philosophy. And so you'll see us looking at, at those kind of issues because I mean, things like COVID are simply, I mean, they're continuing on. And in fact, I don't know if you've heard, but, but one of the interesting news things that happened today is the Republican Party is having their convention in Florida, and they will be restricting the number of people and the number of alternate delegates who can even attend. And so, you know, this is kind of a work in progress. We're trying to figure these things out as we go, but but uh, that's one of the things that we'll be doing as a party, as we sort of promote our candidates and have a party that, that works on getting out the votes and registering new Republicans. And 
we believe we'll have success in the same way that we did uh, leading up to the primary election. Now, Dick, as you try to reach out to those Republicans, I'm just kind of curious about the tie to those that are affiliated for this primary election and as you get ready for November. And what, what are you seeing in terms of those people who maybe some found their way back home to the party, some uh, affiliated to be able to participate? Uh, how, how do we watch those numbers to see uh, or, or what are you even seeing in those numbers? Are those people staying with their registration or we're going to see them stay through November? Is it tied to the candidates? I'm just so curious how you see those numbers playing out since you had such a huge amount of participation? Well, I, that's a good question, and it's impossible to know, you know, exactly at this point. And so we sort of have some estimates, and those people, I know there's been some news reports of people who changed parties specifically to vote in the primary. I mean, it was, you know, maybe 1% to 2% of the voters. I mean, it was a very minimal number. The, the bigger number were individuals who were unaffiliated, who realized that they wanted to vote in the Republican primary and then simply affiliated with the Republican Party to do that. And we had probably 40,000 people do that and another 40,000 who registered for the first time. And those are numbers that the people affiliating are numbers that we would see, I think, in any sort of interesting election year like we've had this year. And I think that's really part of the key here is that we've had an incredibly uh, interesting and impactful election and I think whenever you have that kind of a kind of interest in the election, you're going to see a lot of people voting. And that's why I think we'll probably have record turnout this fall, just as we did in the primary. Do you, do you see uh, a lot of these people affiliated if they if they have a candidate they selected? Do you think that they will stay? Because there's a lot of people in Utah that do sometimes go unaffiliated again. But just just really quickly, just a couple seconds left. Uh, do you think they're going to stay if they got the right candidate? I do. And as long as we've got the right messaging and message as a party, which we do as well. So I anticipate that uh, most of them will stay. Excellent. Thank you so much. We're so glad to have Derek Brown, the chair of the Utah Republican Party, with us today. Derek, thanks. Thanks, Jason Morgan. Appreciate it. Okay, stay tuned, because next we have up Jeff Merchant, the chair of the Utah Democratic Party. Some of the same questions, some new.